welcome to another episode of the 10 Frame Podcast for Emerging Artists. My name is Kelly Thompson, and you can find me at kellythompsonart.com or on Instagram at kellykthompsonart. Hey, I'm Kevin Kirkwood, and you can find me at kevinwillpaint.com or my Instagram handle is kevinwillpaint. 10 Frame now has a patrons page on our website where anyone can contribute to the podcast to help us cover associated costs so we can continue to share our conversations from the artistic community with you. The website is the10frame.podbean.com. Thank you in advance. What school in Miami? You have University oh, of Miami. Okay, cool, cool. Are you, do you know people from Miami? Or no? I mean, I mean, I know people that live in. Well, I mean, you you guys just interviewed Gonzalo. Yeah, based on there. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then and Regina Durante. Do you know her? I, I don't. Um, through Gonzalo, though, I do know Carolina. Um, she's amazing. She does. The, she, I think she used to be at Big House as well. Um, yeah. I don't know if she still is, but she is. She, I've done two shows with her now, and she's an absolute dream. Her work is like. Yeah. What kind of work is it? What's um, her name? Carolina. Carolina what? Uh, um, she is Peruvian as well. Oh, cool. And, um, like, I mean, not expat, but, like, I mean, she's now permanently living in Miami, but um, originally from Peru. And then um, she did a show... Cleo did a show at Atlanta Contemporary, and um, she did like wall decals for the the back of it. And we did mm-hmm. sculpture work with this um, friend of mine called Adam Amram, who is really incredible. And she did um, uh, this like wall decal that was took over the entire space, and it was really incredible. And then she's also done through Gonzalo, because Gonzalo did um, curated a show for Cleo um, that first year we were in that first space, and he. Uh, yeah. Um, do you know Carla Contreras? I don't know. So we interviewed her. She's an Atlanta-based painter. She was a SCAD grad, what, maybe last year? Yeah, I something think. like that. Two years ago, maybe. Yeah, but she's um, got a year-long residency with um, Norfolk. Norfolk Southern Railroad. Oh, sure. So she does the that, um, but her work is really, really amazing. And she, where right. is she from? She's from Ecuador. Ecuador. That's oh, right. nice. Cool. Um, so yeah, her work. I think you'd be interested in her work. Yeah, Very for nice. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you were talking about the first Clio location. Yeah. So um, when we first moved here, we were in Abode Studios, which um, is over on Skidaway Road, and okay. um, it is like well, it used to be, not anymore. Um, oh, I know. Is it Adobe or Dobe? It's it's Abode. Abode, it's, I which is that actually all really. Funny because there were plenty of people who walked in and were like, "I need help with my software," and you're like, "No, no, no!" <laughs> like it's so stupid. But yeah. like, you also yeah, need I mean, glasses it's because like, it's not Adobe. Well, and it's also like it. I mean, now this is really getting into it, but it was uh, across the street from like one of the biggest like heroin bus or something in Savannah, and so people would come in and ask for refrigerators oh and and we would be like what the fuck like you know and like and we're like this has never been this was an old scooter shop before it was this and but come to find like people were asking for the things that they wanted you know it's like we're like refrigerators no and they're like oh i'll go somewhere else (laughs) is that when the sign went up on the door it said by appointment only (laughs) (laughs) lock the door yeah so um no 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 but yeah so that's it, it so Originally, it was under the management of Alex Forby and um, Chrissy uh, Ripetow, and she 
well, I don't know how much I want to get into this, but they they no longer have um, that building. They ch- transferred management, and so it's not it's kind of a it's not the same um, thing that it was when it first was um, those first couple of years. But when it was um, under their leadership, it was open air studio. Like everybody uh, would come together, like for like there was like a, a space in the middle that would um, you could eat lunch and um, host projects, like like. Um, and Critiques or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so it was an artist space with a communal area right. in the middle. Yeah, and it was it was super fantastic. Um, loved everybody that came through there, um, and it was just um, like we had people who were doing fiber stuff. Where we there was like some ceramicists. There was me in the front with Cleo, and and when I came to them, I mean, like I came to them with the idea to like build out the space so that I could actually have like walls that were movable walls in the space. And um, they were like, yeah, do it. It's fine. Like, and so doing that with their leadership, and it was, this is really important to note is it's like, it was like 98% women. And like to have that kind of backing behind you, like of like strong women who were like, you know, like I was new to Savannah. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know who to ask for help. And then you have these women here who are like, are you seriously doing that on your own? Like, I, I can help you, like, you know, and, and just jump in and, and help you. There's so. a strong um, female arts kind of community here yeah. in Savannah that, yeah. I've, that I've found. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it seems very nurturing. Yeah. Promoting women and... Totally. Um, so I'm working with Betsy Kane. Oh, and beautiful. I know that she and a group of women go to Osabal on a regular basis oh, and okay. paint sure. and do work there. And I think that kind of extends out into the to the greater arts community too. So. Cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I definitely feel that as well. Like, um, and and I mean, that was that was my intro to Savannah and to the Savannah art scene was women that were like, "You want to do this? Cool. Like, we'll help." So. Um, That's yeah. where Cleo started. That's where Cleo started, and we were and then, there for a year. And then where did it? And when, then when was um, that? that uh, so we opened our doors. Well, we started building out this space in June 2020, which was perfect, <laughs> perfect timing. timing. Um, and then uh, we opened our doors in October with a show with Esther Ruiz and Devin Rutz. Devin Rutz is an alumni of um, SCAD. Um, he's a painter but um but they're both new york city based right now but um yeah i mean that was that was a year of programming and then um things started to kind of change in in the situation that was abode and um different leadership came in and people were um making different decisions and that's all i'll say about that yeah. <laughs> and so i was Something like shifted and i was like the- Ooh, i think it's time for me to bow out gracefully um so that's what i did and um basically with that uh change there was a friend of mine from that space who gave me a temporary space over on 40th street mm-hmm. where those um that section of studios is over there next to like across from like wormhole and stuff yeah. um and I was there for a bit, and then um, we moved out of there in November, and then we were like just in the rat race of finding uh, space with this landlord-driven economy, where we, you know, um, experienced. Well, I mean, like, like, like this is just something that I mean, whatever. I mean, everybody's dealing with, but um, yeah, like, like places that were just not feasible. I mean my my mission and and Cleo, Cleo's mission and like you know our kind of 
the way that we do work with our programming and everything is so um, nonprofit anyway. So like, I, I don't know, like there's, there's a lot of people in um, those spaces that like, I don't know, I don't, not really understanding what we're doing or where we're coming from. So it's just, it's difficult to navigate. And, and I think that, I mean, it was super lucky that we came to Stephanie and, and she was like, well, I'm not going to do rule of three anymore. So if you want to take over the space, I want to see it still go to a gallery. Um, and that's just knowing somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Like, that's exciting. Though. Yeah. You know, so, so can you just talk a little bit about the mission? Yeah. How Cleo started? Sure. What, you know, where the name came from and maybe a little bit about your background, how you got into the curation um, side of the art world. Totally. Um, yeah, so Cleo's mission is to serve artists. Um, we want to get artists paid. Um, so one of the big things that we do is we do five shows a year um, that are we offer honorariums for the artists that show in the space. Um, we also offer shipping reimbursement for those out-of-state um, people who are showing with us. Um, the curation is distinctly mine, unless otherwise preface like what we were just talking about. Gonzalo did a show for us, and then we have a show coming up that it's going to be um, a curator from Nashville, which I'll, I'll talk about. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely like um, we like to show we like to show international, we like to show local, we like to show New York, LA. We like we like a little bit of everything. Um, so and it's very much like. Well, and, and I think specifically with Cleo, like we, we aim to show people that we feel like need a better spotlight for their work, um, that there's so often like um, people that get shown pretty consistently. And um, I mean, just the way of the art market and the art world, it's like a lot of people get forgotten in that. Um, and people that are also like wanting to experiment too, like the, like we definitely do have stuff that is easily sellable and and work that does sell well but there's also stuff that's really like weird and strange and whenever i do do the studio visits ahead of time being like if there's something that you want to try out like this is going to be the space to do it um so we definitely that's another part of our mission that's like really important to me that um kind of um no pressure to like make work that you know on the fringe kind yeah, of thing kind of yeah you're, i mean you're encouraging experimental work sure. maybe it's not something that's necessarily seen as a commodity sure yeah yeah, yeah. totally yeah so yeah so that's cleo's mission um where'd you get the name people ask me this all the time um i don't know i think i just really liked it i i also this is my new thing is um giving her a human name giving her a human name it means that i can sit here and be like like she's a daughter like that I just like never really wanted and like now she's like in my life and now she just takes and takes and takes and so she's like you know like she needs a new pair of pants that's a very positive outlook it's, on. it's sincerely yeah I mean this is the reality of it is I mean like we'll get into it but like you know I mean it's it's um it's a struggle it's a struggle to run a non-profit space a non-profit art space and get people interested especially after a huge pandemic that wiped out a lot of you know people's savings the fact that you are still doing it is pretty remarkable where mm. you started mm. um, because you, it's not like you had a, a successful place and then you moved into COVID, you know, right. hung on and came out the other end. You kind of got into it right at that point in time. So, you know, that I think 
would have probably thwarted a lot of galleries or businesses in general. Well, and I also, I, I will go back and say it, like, I have a, I have a twisted sense of humor. Like, this is totally, like, I mean, Cleo is everything. Like, I, um, I just had a conversation with, um, the director of LACMA out in LA and it's, um, Los Angeles, um, County, uh, Contemporary Archives. Mm-hmm. No, Los Angeles Contemporary Archives. Jesus. Anyways, um, she's, she's about my age and she, you know, she's, been hustling ever since day one and she's made it you know a a little over a decade um with that little space and made it something that's really incredible and she was sitting there talking about it becomes your identity like you know it's a struggle like it's something only that like you know if you run a project space or something similar you can be like you know like every five seconds i mean like this is such a drag but like i mean you keep doing it like Oh, like me? Yeah. Oh, like all the time. Is she your your alter ego, maybe? She could be, for sure. For sure. Your shadow self. She definitely could be, yeah. Like... um, I would lean into that. I would... I mean, I do. Like, I don't, like, I... Yeah. I mean... You come out with a cape and, like, you know, a mask. Well, I'd always said it was, like, if I could see myself as, like... um, like an older collector, like in in the future, like I see myself and I've got these big glasses and like I'm wearing like a lot of patterns and I'm in my um, house with my beautiful collection that I've amassed after all the years. Like my name would be Cleo. It will be Cleo, <laughs> so, right? So that's the that's the is. future yeah. we're looking I think at. We just crossed that bridge. <laughs> I, you've already set the goal. Sure. You, you've mm-hmm. you've seen the future. Mm-hmm. Now it's just getting there. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, and I mean, you know, this this will be a big um, a big bump for us to have a solid space. So we're we're getting into a three year with that, and um, that's it's bigger. Be... It's like two thousand square feet ish. Well, this is really important. This is the first time Clue's name has been on a lease. Like uh, the past two spaces have been um, shared spaces because mm-hmm. that's the only thing that you can afford. Like yeah. I can afford. Like. And um, when you're doing that, you can't really always run your business like you want to run your business. And so this has been a major thing that my name's going to be on the lease. Like, you know, Cleo's going to have her own space with a door that shuts and locks and windows, which the last space did not have windows. Yeah. So, like, you know, all of these, like, little things. They that... face east, mm. right? So the sun will be blasting in sure, in the yeah, evening times, I guess. Sure, yeah, they are facing east, yeah, right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What's going to be the first show? Um, so we're going to do a soft opening in July, which um, I'm still kind of tweaking, um, but it'll be a selection of from the flat file and then just kind of an introduction to like what we do and and what's the, the flat and, file? Oh, I have a flat file shop, so it's um, work that is three hundred dollars and under for um, collectors who are just starting out who want to start their collections um, at a lower price point. And it's um, artists that I've shown in the past um, that have produced work that um, is in there. Some original, there there are a few prints, but mostly original work. Um, and it stays in there for um, two years and then we switch out. So um, whatever we can sell in that amount of time, it just, it becomes like a longer showcase of um, what Cleo likes and what, what we've shown in the past and stuff. Um, so where, Let's just um, kind of let everybody know where the studio is. Um, if there's an online presence, 
you know, can we can we just put some of that info out there? Of course, yeah. So um, so it'll be at nine fifteen Montgomery Street. Um, ClearTheGallery.com, ClearTheGallery on Instagram, um, and then yeah, that's it. Awesome. <laughs> and are there going to be um, studio spaces as well, or is it just gallery space? No, there's space? no room. There's no room. It's going to be just us. Um, but it's nice. I mean, like, like I, I think that that space, I mean, you guys have been there, but it's the vaulted ceilings that definitely mm-hmm. give it that extra oomph. Yeah. Um, but it is truly just a room and a bathroom. And so what Two I'm going to... Two rooms, no? I'm not taking over that other room. Got it. So it's just the one room, I think, where... We probably did a podcast there. Derek, with Derek. had all of his things. Yeah, in that, it's in the that it's the main the room. Main yeah, room. Mm-hmm. sweet. So yeah, so um, I'm gonna come in there and do some movable walls. That's becoming my brand. Yeah. Every space that I've been in, I've made movable walls in the space because um, that's just what works for me. And um, now becoming slowly an expert at that. I yeah. might. Yeah, you may you may want to get some tips because he's building walls now and he may need some pointers no i actually was gonna do you have material to build the walls no i might be able to help with that oh cool cool Mm -hmm. cool 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 cool. because i might have a surplus after my show oh beautiful yeah you can definitely donate i i am a big proponent of paying it forward like the Mm -hmm. last time we broke down all of those walls do you guys ever do you guys skate at all no no i tried for many years but it's my daughter i just say no she skates she's uh she skates like three hours a day she does all the time that's awesome you should let her know if she doesn't already know she's gonna be at my show so she's coming to that cool 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 (laughs) there's this place called chicken ramp um which one of the professors at um scad it's um in the back of his house and our art handler um we donated a bunch of the wood to like build that ramp from like all the walls that I broke down because I didn't have anywhere to put it. And so I was just like, please take this. And so just paying it forward in the community. Like, I think that, I mean, I'm just saying like, that's, I got you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, but so yeah. you have shows kicking off in July? Yes, so that's a soft show, soft opening, whatever, however you like. Um, uh, definitely a fundraising opportunity um, to be had, and stay tuned. Um, but uh, the real return to programming is going to be in August. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, Joshua Bennett, who's out of Nashville, who used to be New Orleans-based, but he's a curator, is going to do um, a show for us. Um, nice. And then What kind of work is it? Um, well, we're talking about it next week, so um, I'm, I'm not sure, but um, but if you look back at his previous work, um, we've shown similar artists. Um, Esther Rose is a, a favorite of both of ours. Um, she's really wonderful. Um, and then there's um, like a couple of other, like, like I think he mostly works with um, like Southern artists for the most part. I, I mean, I, there are definitely a few New York sprinkled in there, but um, definitely New Orleans where he used to be based um, and, and definitely like younger artists, um, which is very much um, a cool thing for Cleo as well. So, yeah. Cool, cool. Are you planning on any group shows? I mean, do you, do you foresee any like open calls for group shows? in the future yeah so part of cleo's programming is we do rent the space out twice a year um to thesis shows and shows in the community there's actually been like a big pull for um specifically people in the community because scad um 
I mean, SCAD definitely with artists that kind of get sent out into the world and are like, find your space. Um, we definitely come to that call for, for a lot of them. Um, but that'll be in May and December. And then it's just for May and December and then the rest are curated shows. So yeah, so the one that Joshua is going to do is going to be a group show that he's going to curate. And then we've got a solo show after that that's going to be Caitlin McDonough. And she's from um, Canada and she's going to do a mural inside the space with a couple of smaller works. And then um, we've got another show coming up next year with Daniel Bryan and Kevin Cow and their, um, well, Danny used to be Baltimore-based. I can't remember where she's at right now. But um, I just saw her work um, a couple of weeks ago in person for the first time, and it's really incredible. So, yeah, we're it's it's like a dusting of, like, um, bigger shows and, and, and then a solo show and then mm-hmm. a couple smaller shows. But we always open up December and May for... That's great. I mean, it's you know how needed that, that space is and how... How the amount limited. of people, the amount of people that like email me on a daily basis, and I was like, I wish I could help you, yeah. but I just I don't have a space. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the formula for, um, you know, actually making money is just to have a gallery that's right. open, you know, ten months out of the year for, you know, for that space. I'm sure that's that's a whole other you know area of you know curation, not you know and management that kind of thing, but. Um, just knowing the mad scramble for space and the lack of is pretty surprising with the amount of um, artists there are here. Well, if we can really get into it, I mean, not like we won't really get get into it, it. but like um, Savannah was a surprising thing to me. Like I, um, when I moved here, so I moved here pre-pandemic, I mean, literally like three, three months before the pandemic hit. Um, I was living in Italy before this. And so I moved here. I was living in Florence. Get out of here. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, Were uh, you in school there? Were you? No, no. Um, I was learning Italian because I really wanted, there's like this um, curatorial postgrad program um, out of Turin, Italy. That's, um, they take like 10 people a year. Um, and I was trying really hard because you have to be bilingual in um, Italian and English. And so I was like, just trying super hard like every single day to you know go to class for for Italian and learn Italian and you know at the end of that you know like sent in a series of like essays and all of this other good stuff and and made it through to the interview which was you know like four Europeans smoking cigarettes on Zoom and you're like oh my god I'm in too deep (laughs) so I didn't get it um but that's totally fine um Italy has its own kind of um issues right now so I I think it's better that I'm back um, at least closer to family that was one of the things that I was just like um, it's not the first time I've lived overseas and you know I I lived in Australia for a bit and that was the furthest way I've ever lived and um, it's just not it's not ideal when you're that far from family um, because I'm really close to my sisters so so you moved from Italy to Savannah Italy to Savannah in what? 2020-ish? 2019. 2019. What prompted the move to Savannah? Um, so basically it's because I didn't get that. Like, because mm-hmm. I was like learning of like, okay, well, this is not going to happen. So I'm not going to be able to stay here based on my visa and stuff. Um, but, and why speci- but why Savannah specifically? Um, I don't know. I get this question a lot, and I think I really, truly just picked it on a map. I thought I was going to, like, come into a situation where... Because 
I went to school in Baltimore at MICA and um, that was so much about like the scene there and like the the art scene there that was built with Micah and like Micah was always constantly being like go to this space see this thing be a part of it that way so I'm sorry I don't know what Micah is oh sorry um Maryland Institute College of Art yeah yeah so another art school up up Mm -hmm. in Baltimore and um they uh, like basically I just thought it would kind of be a similar setup here in Savannah but um but yeah, I mean, Scott's Scott's difficult. Scott's Scott's kind of a different breed. Like, um, they kind of operate on their own, and and there's you know the community around them. You know, that's um, we want this. I mean, Savannah has like all of the trappings to be a cultural hub. Like it truly does. I mean, like you don't you go downtown and you have like this beautiful architecture that's been you know preserved so well and um, so much of the history and like you know is being told and being told right now like you know with like owns thomas house and 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 then you know you have telfair and and um and then you know like the community that surrounds that i mean like you have the galleries at large that and and all like on paper it all should just like meld together really well like it should all be like very easy to kind of like come into and get your space and like make you know and build up the city and stuff and it's it's been hard it's been really really hard it's been a difficult city to navigate and one of the more difficult cities that I've lived in and um, I think also coming out of the pandemic people in general are so starved for you know going outside and doing things right and being in a place you know especially where the climate is temperate and you can be outside pretty much all year long but also that means people are moving here and buying places and really pushing out yeah you know if you're if you're looking to open a commercial space you know it's kind of you know the smaller um, entities are kind of you know you you're you're losing out for sure and they're I think it would be it would be smart for a city like Savannah to reserve a certain amount of space for those artistic and cultural um, hubs yeah, to be, totally. especially communal spaces. Yeah, and we've talked sure. about this before. There really needs to be, because um, there's such a great arts community, uh, the people here, um, and the ones that, you know, not just talking about SCAD either, just um, the greater artistic community. No, a thousand percent. Yeah, I mean, like, it definitely, that, that, that comes with, I mean, obviously, like, um, the people that I have met and that have connected with the work that I've been showing at Clio and stuff are incredible. And I want to continue to like, I mean, I love Savannah. I really do. And, and I, I mean, above what I just said that I think that it truly has the potential to be something really incredible. And if we continue with like supporting Sulphur and we continue with supporting like a Clio, a Laney, like all of these things, you know, then then I see its potential like in the future. But I also, you know, I just, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's just when, when I first came here, that's kind of my, what my vision was for it. Um, well, that's a lie. I came here, I came here because I was, I needed like a spot to land for a minute and then the pandemic happened. And then I was like, oh, okay, well maybe I'll try to start a business because that's what you do. <laughs> Everything shuts down, I guess. And so that's that or bread. Oh, like you make bread or open a business. 
start my own YouTube channel. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that was something that I was just like had always kept in the back of my brain, and Savannah felt like the right space to do it, and the right amount of like me working at it and working really hard at it and and trying to build something, and I just. I, I never connected with New York. I was up in New York for a bit. I fucking hate New York. Yeah. I mean, I love New York, I, 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 but never again. I'm never going to live there again. Um, and like you said, San Francisco, it's almost impossible to live over there right Both, now. Both, really. Yeah. I mean, New York and San Francisco. Yeah. So. so your background, obviously, if you went to Micah, isn't, you're an artist, correct? Yeah, I graduated with an art degree. Um, in sculpture and did my thesis on well I again it's back to what we were talking about earlier as um I was mainly into fiber and I mean I, I worked for all throughout that those four years for a woodworker and uh, metal fabrication so like I was doing that on the side and then I was doing a lot of my own fiber stuff um and I like making work it's not but I I love curating so much more like curating is truly what I found that I love um more than anything so um again with this like metaphor of Cleo's like the unruly daughter like I mean but I fucking love her like (laughs) like I love everything that I do for the space and and all of the artists that I get to champion so that's always been I mean it's not that like, I think I got such a good um, foundation at Micah for, like, discovering what my aesthetic, like, what 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 is attractive to me and what and how to speak about it. Because so much of, like, the work that I show is, is me having to, like, um, have a conversation about it and also, but, like, also making it, like, approachable, that conversation. And um, that was something that really took those four years to, like, consider and... So, yeah, I mean, that, that definitely helped. Like, it definitely prepared me for this, this role that I'm in now, for sure. So. Yeah. I have, um, I have some questions. Sure. Um, are you still doing the dinner for oh, the yeah. members? I think it's the yeah. members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you talk about the member? Do you still have, is of there course. still tiers of the membership? There is, yes. Let's talk about so, that. So, um, this is a big thing I want to hit home with. Mm-hmm. Um, we are um, applying for 501c3 this year, so nonprofit status, which means um, we'll be uh, grants will be open to us after the fact, and um, our memberships will definitely become our main source of income um, in terms of programming and stuff. So um, we seriously rely on memberships, and basically they start at five dollars, they go five, ten, twenty-five, fifty. Um, and with each tier, you get an invite to the member dinners, which mm-hmm. are every other month. And um, we either have me cooking or um, a guest chef coming in to cook. Um, and it's very informal, very casual. Um, there's wine pairings. There's wine pairings yeah. from Later. We love Later. Um, and then. Uh, What's Later? Later, it's a wine bar over on Bull Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so south of Victory. Um, that seems very reasonable. I mean, I was looking at that too. And yeah. The starting price point for yeah. becoming a member. I mean, that's yeah. You know, that's very doable, even for yeah. um, early, early career, career artists. Sure, 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 sure. Um, so you have membership that's going to be hopefully pushing things forward. Yeah, totally. You have. Um, some exhibits lined up. 
Yes. We've con we've talked about your contact information. What else? What are some other things that you want to share? Um. Like, what do you, what do you hope Cleo will be in five years? Oh, sure. Um, I hope just like to get more people interested. I I I truly think that like. I, I just I want it to be something that I don't know like like more people can come in and, and have those conversations like I think so much of like what we do with like the dinners being so informal and casual and then the conversation that I've like been having with um, the people who have been coming in and seeing the work um, as it being an approachable space because we want to include everybody who doesn't feel included with um, in terms of like you know, the art world and, and how daunting it can be for, for people outside of that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just being more inclusive in that way of um, and having people who, who want to learn more about the work and, and start collecting the work. And, you know, I mean, that's the ultimate goal is just to get people to start supporting artists who are really wonderful and talented and stuff and to stop buying from Target and, you know, right. X, Y, and Z. Um, but yeah, I also want to mention too, there's a new set of programming that's going to come up with this space where every Saturday we're going to have Saturday catch-ups. So um, it's going to be a two-hour kind of thing with um, a curated selection of artists um, who will come into the space and talk about um, works in progress, like a one or two works in progress, and um, they'll get to kind of have the floor for those two hours and if they want to bring um coffee and music or if they want to bring like fried chicken and champagne like whatever they want to do are we talking morning or no 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 this will be this will be like a like a four to six on saturday yeah so you also curate in other places too sometimes right currently Right now we do. So when we were in between spaces, we were doing satellite spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, So we did a show at First City Pride Center, which they were really wonderful over there. And um, then we did a pop-up in Charleston at Bart Rollins, um, which, again, really wonderful people. And then now we have a show up at Cafe M, and it's um, Nathaniel Thompson. He's um, a flat file shop artist um, and local, Savannian. And um, that'll be up until the 21st and um, really reasonably priced um, photographs that um, we framed and have up there. And so go and get food and coffee at Cafe M. It's a really cute little French um, cafe down by the river and see some artwork. Yeah. Um, So... So I have a lot of things going yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> so this is going to be a busy year for you. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. I think where you're going to be located too is very walkable for a lot of the, the tourists that come into town. And I've I've talked to some other people recently in the business who've kind of hinted at the fact that um, that Savannah is starting to become a destination for collectors to come to. Right. Um, gotcha. So especially when you're talking about your flat file artists or, you know, lower price points, you know, something yes. that's manageable for, you know, if somebody's coming in for the weekend or, you know, an event or for the week and, you know, can pick up something and take it back. Yeah. Um, because there are so many great artists here. I could really see, you know, trying to, put savannah on the map more as a destination to come to see art 
and to buy art. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I mean, and I think that also that was kind of the goal too with these satellite spaces is, I mean, what I'd said previously, but like um, a different audience that uh, we hope will stay with us and continue to come and and look at Clio in the new space. But Mm -hmm. also just, yeah, like the tourism that, you know, like a Cafe M would, I mean, it's right by the river. So like, um, that's something that we're tapping into with that audience and, and um yeah i mean and and then like the activism of like first city pride center and and having a conversation about that and the work being shown there that was definitely um like a challenge in the best way um so yeah i mean definitely again just trying to involve as many people as possible in the work and seeing the work and supporting artists so well we'll help you any way we can appreciate Um, it i know again since you're within walking distance yeah and I'll, I'll please come through yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. and um you know we appreciate the fact that you are doing this um really also for the community not just for the artists and us um early artists sure um, yeah but just as a um a space and uh, in general that nurtures um artists in that way so Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to have anybody interviewed or if you have any questions or comments, please hit us up on Instagram at the 10 frame.